You are listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. I am your host, Joanna O, and I'm grateful for you joining me on this journey where we explore the many nuances of what it means to thrive in our bodies and minds. I will be joined by inspiring leaders, healers, visionaries, creators, and disruptors in every sense of the word. With each episode, we will aim to challenge opinions, ask questions, and unpack the topics around intentional living that you are most curious about. Hello, beautiful people. I can't believe I'm back for a solo episode after not really having spoken to you pretty much since the opening of season two, which was on September 1st, I believe. And it feels like a century ago. And here we are now wrapping up this wild ride that was 2020. I feel like in season two, although I didn't do as many solo episodes to date, the focus was more on growing the content and the quality of things that I wanted to share uh, on Instagram and on other platforms and the way that I am as a person. I like to take the time to do things well, to know that I'm sharing quality stuff and that I really spend time reflecting on the topics that I wanted to discuss on this show and take further, but also take the time to connect with individuals that I think have a story that will resonate with you all. And I think today I've done a pretty good job at finding really inspirational people to make really brilliant episodes with. And we've had everything from tools of self-discovery for the spiritually curious like human design which I think is the latest episode to topics that interest us all such as navigating your quarter life or being sober curious actually a two-part episode which I will share once again in a few days on on Instagram because it's such a fitting time of year to be talking about our relationship with alcohol around the festive season So earlier this week, it was my birthday and I shared an Insta story on the fact that I wanted to record a birthday special episode talking about lessons I've learned, a little bit of wisdom and, you know, of course, a a little fireside chat and catch up generally because like I said, I haven't really spoken to you on a one-to-one and I really do enjoy those solo episodes. I also love this time of year, not just because it's my birthday, but because I love cold, cozy weather, the holidays, most of all, you know, the excitement of new beginnings, a new year, a new chapter. But I know for so many, this holiday season, whether you're celebrating Christmas or not, will not be the same. Many of us will not get to be with their loved ones. But I think there's a powerful message here in this year 2020 in general is it's recognizing what is important to us what people in our lives and relationships mean to us and above all it's a time we get for reflection remember because an experience is different it doesn't mean that it's bad and I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media about takeaways from 2020 and for me I always feel like If indeed this year did not give us what we may have asked for, it most certainly gave us what we needed in terms of lessons, challenges, even to grow from. And I spoke about this in the opening episode of this season in a bit more depth. So if you want to 
go back and have a listen, you'll see the juxtaposition of this episode against the previous episode. So episode one of season two, I believe it's called The Magic of New Beginnings. If there is one thing I take away personally from 2020, it's that we all, I think, have recognized that we need more breathing room to rest, to reflect, and to embody ourselves. And because this podcast in in actually in general started out in January of 2019, as a matter of fact, I also cannot not mention the core theme that always permeated those early episodes in that time of year that we are constantly presented with opportunities to grow. And it doesn't have to be January 1st for you to make healthy changes in your life. You know, I say I love a fresh start. I love a fresh new year. And that's more the concept of it. But you can start anytime. And actually, the beginning of the second lockdown we had here in the UK, which is now about a month ago, I felt so motivated to start anew, to start a fresh routine, to upgrade my morning ritual, my fitness, my diet, because I saw it as a head start. And like I always say, a few months of hardcore focus on aligning with your vision of the future can put you years ahead in life. So it doesn't matter when when you start, it's the dedication. So don't underestimate the power of consistency and desire and start now. Don't wait for Monday. Don't wait for January. Be the best you that you can be today and let it inspire where you want to be tomorrow. And I know it's very hard because, and I've most certainly struggled with this, especially in the first lockdown we had here. I was, ex- I actually ended up being into the very early stages of the lockdown, super motivated. My mindset was just ace. And then I started slacking. And I what I now recognize was just my ego telling me, maybe in an effort of self-preservation, mental self-preservation was telling me, oh, you don't have to meditate every day. And that is what the ego will do, seriously. Like I was having this conversation with someone the other day. The ego will always create these narratives to trick you into justifying your behaviors and to justify the things that you're trying to avoid. Because the ego is what? The ego hates change. We all know that. And change um, is uncomfortable because you've never been there before. And the ego is always going to try and nudge you to go back to what you know. So say, and I've also spoken about this, about uh, resolutions that people make and why resolutions, in my opinion, fail. You know, the kind of resolutions that modern media floods us with at the beginning of a new year in January and why they fail by the time it's February. I have an episode on this. You can also go back and listen to that. I might do like a mini compilation of new beginning episodes, like beginning of the year motivation. And I think it's important to recognize that. And I think if you make a resolution that's kind of based in in the short-term future and you get on a path to achieve that, and I think for a lot of people this comes down to actually health and a lot of people I speak to is about fitness. Like you say you commit to living more healthily or cutting out alcohol or improving your diet and exercise routine and you're doing great. And then the ego 
will be always at the back of your head over time starting to make these small little tiny suggestions like, oh, you don't have to work out today. Do you? Like, it's fine. You've made so much progress. You don't have to do it today. And very quickly, it starts to go downhill because that is the job of the ego. So I deviated a little bit. You you have what it takes to be the best you can be. That's all you need to know. So don't wait. Don't wait for Monday. Don't wait for January. The ego will tell you, don't worry, have a have a really bad diet today. And you'll start, you'll start your diet on Monday. You wanna use today where you are today, what you don't like about it, to inspire where you want to be tomorrow. And that mindset shift, it comes from such a deep place that it actually will prevent you from slacking. It will prevent you from finding yourself in a situation where you lose focus and you lose drive. So no more doubting yourself. You can exceed your own expectations. I can assure you that. It's all about your mindset. Now, I did say I'd share a few learnings and this episode really is about this. I wanted to share a few learnings in celebration of another trip around the sun for me, my birthday. And so here goes. I hope some of the things I wrote down will resonate. Um, I've actually listened to episodes like this before where people do like things they've learned and the amount of things they've learned is like the birthday or how, how many years they're turning. And I wanted to do that, but I think that would be a very, very long episode So instead, I condensed it into a few simple truths and I was thinking how many, how many I wanted to share. And I thought about this year and kind of the core ideas and all of those learnings. And I decided to do 12 for 12 months of 2020. So I hope they'll resonate and I hope they'll inspire and motivate you into the next few weeks and months to smash your goals maybe reorient in the areas of your life you want to. And maybe they'll give you some food for thought to just glow, girl. Just glow, girl. So here goes. Number one, I am not friends with some of the people I was with in high school and even college slash uni here in the UK. And that's normal. People grow up and grow apart. Now, this is a big learning for me. I think for the longest time, I was experiencing this duality between who I was, someone who's naturally self-sufficient and a bit of a loner, if I have to be quite honest, and who I wanted people, my peers, to like me for. And of course, it took me years to realize that the more I am the truest expression of myself, the more the right people will be drawn to me. So I don't need to pretend. I don't need to try and please someone else that just isn't my tribe, you know? And secondly, that I'd rather be, and I mean this really to the core of my being, I would rather be weird and reach my potential in life instead of cool and average because I felt a sense of acceptance by something or someone external to myself. The thing about acceptance is we're so consumed by this idea of getting acceptance and being ultimately loved by others as humans because that feeling 
almost validates very often. I find it gives us this permission to accept and love ourselves, but it's very transient. So we often seek out in the world the very things that are already within us. So it's a bit of a full circle realization, this one. All right. Number two, if you want to grow, you have to stop shrinking to fit people and situations you've outgrown. It's also okay that there are some people I'm no longer friends with due to them creating a toxic environment and making me feel worse after being with them, just like an energy thing. This took me also a long time to understand and muster up the courage to walk away. But every example that I can think of, I am so much better for it. So all I have to say on this one is don't adapt to the energy of others or places or scenarios you can influence them. And as the amazing, thriving unicorn of a woman that you are, you can influence every single area of your life. Number three, I can be passionate about many things and pursue as many as my energy and drive will allow me to. My path isn't linear. I can expand in every direction I choose. This is another one of those where I think society... And in my environment, conditioned me to think that I have to be good at one thing because I have so many interests and talents. I felt like for the longest time I was the odd one out and that there was no space in this world in which I could embody all of these facets of me. I had an interesting conversation on this topic in the latest episode of the podcast where I spoke to Michelle Shepard, a human design coach who actually read my chart and told me this very same thing, which was amazing. And it rang so true but equally I want to just say that what I studied in school is actually not what I eventually did for work and I know for some of the younger listeners here who have brought this to my attention feeling like you have to be on this linear path and and choose you know the things that are kind of socially acceptable to study or whatever it is the thing that I talk about on the podcast as well often is our learnings from educating myself outside of the traditional structure of things. And I'm really, really, really a big advocate for this. I think if you're self-motivated and disciplined, you can educate yourself on anything you want. So don't feel pressured to go and pursue a career just because everyone else is doing it. Equally, school and traditional learning just isn't for everyone. Education, on the other hand, is. So take that into consideration when you feel like you're pressured to do something that you don't want to do, something that doesn't resonate. Equally, you can get an education that perhaps isn't what you end up doing, like I said, and then you reorient yourself and you go out and seek the things that light your soul on fire. So there's always room to grow. There's always room to educate yourself on new things. Think about how many people have had to do that this year in 2020, to learn new skills, to transfer the skills that they had to a completely new environment because of job losses, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes these are things that are pointing us in a direction of change and what seems like a very traumatic experience, like losing your job. It happens all the time and it's actually one of the most pivotal ideas of redirection in life that we could possibly get is actually showing you this isn't for you and maybe 
when you're on your back foot from what had just happened, such as losing your job, you actually get to think, maybe this isn't what I'm, this was never for me. And maybe I'm not meant to be in this environment, in this job, in this career path. And that's okay. Number four, don't expect others to acknowledge your work and don't depend on compliments to do your best or to validate your work. This is something really important, not just in work, but in life in general. Understanding that A, the world doesn't owe you anything because of your background, because of your means or your abilities, and B, that what you receive is proportional to what you put out. And I know a lot of people say, and it's I, this is constantly in the media, saying that oh, millennials are so entitled and that we feel like we are owed stuff for doing stuff or for being a different, you know, more advanced generation or whatever it is referred to as. And the, the truth is, while I think a lot of people feel this way, that because of their background, their means or how they grew up or who they know or where they went to school actually grants them a position in society, what you ultimately do receive is indeed proportional to what you put out. So if you're not putting out your efforts, if you're not actioning the things that you want to achieve, you're just not going to get anything back. Actually, often the best times in life happen without applause, without praise, in the humble moments of recognition that you receive when you work really hard at what you want to achieve. So, yeah. Number five, you can reinvent yourself. This kind of feeds off the previous one. You can reinvent yourself, start anywhere, change your whole life, and succeed. There is no linear way, no finish line. Drop the comparisons and accept your own journey in all its uniqueness. This is kind of what I touched on, that you should never compare yourself to others, to others' journeys. I know a lot of people, and this is kind of an interesting thing that I wanted to mention. When I was speaking to some friends about my birthday, ahead of my birthday, and saying how excited I was, you know, another trip around the sun and all that wisdom that comes with age I actually can't wait for it all to flood in honestly um but jokes aside a lot of people told me it's really funny that you're so positive about your birthday because a lot of people are not because a lot of people get to their birthday and realize actually I'm only getting older and start to think about all the things they haven't achieved in comparison to what in comparison to other people their age other peers who have xyz that perhaps they don't have and that's just not helpful. I mean, I never viewed it like that. I, I don't view life in general like that. I was, I guess, raised to be individualistic and to kind of embrace my own journey and forge my own path because of the aforementioned points one, two, and three, I believe, about being individual and kind of breaking away from expectation and kind of groups and what is the expectation of what you're supposed to do for the sake of my own journey, for the sake of my own growth. So remember that there is no race um, to the finish line. Actually, the, the finish line is a very virtual thing. 
happiness in life is never somewhere that you arrive at. And then, although we like to think and sell it as an idea of, you know, when you have X, Y, Z, you'll be an accomplished adult, an accomplished person. It doesn't really work that way. Number six, it is not always easy, but we grow when we acknowledge what we lack. And I mean, sit with it, sit with it. Even if you want to run, even if you realize it's heavy lack or really difficult pain, healing happens through feeling and you have to sit with it. And I think this year has presented probably one of the biggest challenge for the majority of people that I know and also as as a collective that we have been taken away from the things that we normally use to run away from those feelings, the distractions we have. A very large portion of these distractions were taken away and suddenly you're there in your own little bubble sitting with your feelings and trust me, I'm the first to put my hand up and say the lockdown situation, the first lockdown, the second lockdown, this whole year brought up things for me that I didn't even know existed within me, feelings that I guess I had buried so deep in the life that I was leading And it was an amazing time to actually process some of these emotions that I guess I hadn't had time to process because of, because of how busy the last few years have been for me. And we love to say we're busy, 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 too busy to process our own feelings because we're constantly in a rush to be, to be taken away from them. So that's a big learning for me. And I'm not done growing with this. I'm not done, you know, processing. It's not like this year is going to end and I can, you know, get a badge of honor. Like you've processed this many emotions. Although I do celebrate my success and I'm grateful for what I've accomplished in terms of realizations and growth. It's again, back to the previous point. It's there is no finish line. Everyone's journey and experience is different. And you have to learn to sit with yourself because if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. No one else is going to be able to fill that void for you, at least not in a, you know, less than temporary fashion. Yeah. Number seven, people generally treat you how they feel about themselves Oh my God, this one speaks for itself, doesn't it? But I, it took me ages to understand this. And also this is something we all do. Others are mirrors for the behaviors and traits that we carry, the good and the bad. And the same way, the same way others, if you try and think about how they, how other people around you push your buttons, they actually always reveal what inside us needs healing. Very similar to the saying, your perception of me is a reflection of you. My reaction to you is an awareness of me. I've gone into the habit of actually now asking myself when I get worked up about something or something irritates me, am I observing the situation accurately in this moment or am I projecting how I feel onto what's happening? More often than not, it's the latter. But not a lot of people ask themselves that because, and this is why my point seven started with people generally treat you how they feel about themselves you have to remember that 
for others, as far as others are concerned, others will treat you how they feel, the things that they haven't healed in themselves, the complexes, the issues, the the frustrations that they carry can spill over onto you. And that doesn't have anything to do with you. It has everything to do with them. But for your own growth and development, remember that every time you judge or every time you find in your, yourself in a situation of a mental duality, reflect on how you really feel instead of letting these old patterns decide for you because then you're just perpetuating what other people are doing, right? Number eight, no one you come across in your life will be by accident. People, including you, will be a teacher and a catalyst for change. This is very similar and feeds off the previous point because lessons actually that come out of some of the most difficult relationships in our lives only make sense in hindsight. They really do. You know, we always say your life only makes sense in rewind. Notice that some of the most difficult moments you go through with people change you or changed you for the better. If you broke out of an abusive relationship, it probably made you realize your own worth. If you knew someone who mistreated you, it probably likely would have told you, taught you how to treat yourself. So who you became as a result of going through the worst transient experiences gives you the ability to acknowledge that you actually deserve so much more. Number nine, no amount of guilt can change the past and no amount of anxiety can change the future. Now, don't get me wrong. Anxiety actually is what brought you to this moment. It is part of your self-preservation mechanisms. But if 2020 has taught us anything, it is not to anticipate. And this is more the point here. We worry about just about anything outside of our control. We predict scenarios that only exist in our heads and really just hurt our own feelings. Equally, your past is a concept one that I struggled with, particularly in accepting those previous versions of me in my life. But I am not my past and my past does not equate my future. The future is what you make of it once you've learned those lessons. And you can actually only ever control your response to your circumstances, past or present, for the sake of a better tomorrow. Number 10, don't attach your self-worth to things that are outside of you. So I said this earlier, I think last week, I spoke about intrinsic self-worth on Instagram. And what I meant really is if we could separate how we look and what we have from who we are, what would we feel like? What would our life be like? And it's a very interesting concept that goes very deep that most of us cannot even grasp in our daily lives because we live in a visual world and things like clothes, jobs, houses, achievements, failures, all of this stuff, again, is transient. If you tie your self-worth to those things, it too will be up and down and not constant because these things come and go. These things can control your mood if you give them power, but you can instead cultivate your internal contentment, something that I'm still working on and still kind of trying to, to practice on a daily basis, to cultivate this internal satisfaction with yourself and yourself only. That is the real deal. 
Number 11, and we're getting close to the end. Opportunities will often disguise, be disguised as someone, as something else. Opportunities will often come disguised as someone else, something else. A challenging situation is what I was thinking about here, or the mundane tasks that you do on your day to day that sometimes feel so irate on your life. They all teach us something about ourselves and sometimes even other people. And I was reading something by Morgan Harper Nichols, who I love, and that work is just amazing. And it puts it this way, perhaps the moments spent waiting on someone or something, the everyday routines and things we take for granted are opportunities for hope and gratitude to be a teacher. May they allow us to slow down, savor, and be present. May we see lessons and not hindrances, hope and not frustration, gratitude instead of taking things for granted. And perhaps this perspective shift will show you that there's opportunities all around. If you can pause and you're ready to receive them and you go out into the world with an open heart, you will start to notice in a way that will make you smile and inspire you to do it again and again, that sometimes the things that are opportunities are disguised as something else. And often, like I said earlier about relationships and breaking out of difficult situations and what that teaches you about yourself, it could even be like a very traumatic thing. This is what I mean by opportunities will come disguised as something else. It will in this case, be disguised as as a breakup, something that is actually really heartbreaking, but is an opportunity for you to step out of something that wasn't for you and grow into the life that is for you. And finally, number 12, there is hardly ever a right time. Take it from the girl who struggles with the time concept. Time is a concept, it exists, and you can make what you want of it. Think about this today. 7 billion people are experiencing today differently. And I'm only here right now recording this, having my coffee. It's how you choose to use your time. Don't waste it scrolling your way into someone else's life, waiting for someone to fall in love with you. Don't wait on someone to go where you want to go. I used to attach so much meaning to this idea of, you know, right time because of my conditioning growing up thinking in a conditional way, actually, like when I achieve X, Y, Z, I'll be able to this. And then when I make this much money, I'll be free to do this and that. But that again is a fleeting concept. You can have here and now and never that twice. So you want to make the most of that to begin with and make the most of what you have. And of course, what you don't like and what you don't have, let that inspire you to where you are headed. So here we are, 12 points, a bit of food for thought, and a year nearly over. I find myself thinking a lot about these things around my birthday, but also as this year is drawing to a close, thinking about where I was last year, how some of the things I used to worry about I no longer do, how much time and energy those things consumed. And I say this a lot, but journaling has been my best friend because your brain actually doesn't have the capacity to remember all the small details and feelings you have on any given day so writing down just even one sentence every day 
allows you to go back and actually see your progress. Like, what was I thinking that day? Because trust me, you think you're going to remember it, but you won't. So try to think back maybe in your own time as, a, as an exercise in your journal. Try to think back to January 2020. I know none of us could have predicted or anticipated what happened. The stress that you had, think about the stress that you had and the anticipation of what this year will be like, what you wanted to do and where you are now and what you've accomplished, most importantly, what you've accomplished that you didn't think you would. And we all have at least one thing that is going to relate to this wild ride of a year that we accomplished that we never, never even budgeted for. This is your gratitude exercise and your reminder that we may not always get what we want, but we most certainly get pushed in the direction that we need. So I'll be wrapping up now. I will be off doing the podcast until the end of the year and picking back up with some motivational, super inspirational episodes in January as per our tradition on the live tonic. Actually, that is not totally true because I will be releasing a little bonus episode to celebrate one year of the Life Tonic and all the amazing episodes that I've had so far and the guests that I've had, some of the wisdom that they've shared with me and with you. And of course, you can connect with me on Instagram where I try to post daily inspiration on stories. I do like a little story. I share quotes um, and thoughts and ideas and I love connecting with you on there. I also just quickly want to touch on the cosmic events coming up in December because, wow, this month is supercharged with energies. I do have a post about this um, Sagittarius season on my Instagram that kind of condenses the main themes and ideas that this month may be bringing up for us. But in a little bit more depth from here on now, we've got obviously tomorrow that is uh, 12-12. So 12-12, let's see, tomorrow at noon, so 12-12 on the 12-12-2020, 12, 12, that in its own kind of angelic way has its own significance. I'm going to talk about this more on Instagram, so make sure to go and follow me. I will be sharing this in stories, what I know about this 12-12 portal. And then December 14th, is the next big date. We've got a solar eclipse in Sagittarius. And here I am, the Sagittarius, telling you this. I don't know about you. I'd love to know how this season has affected you. I know during Scorpio season, before Sagittarius season started, it was really, really heavy energy for everyone. And I know Scorpio, except for Scorpios, of course, all the Scorpios I know were thriving and vibing. But during Scorpio season, it was a lot of shadow work and processing things, whereas Sagittarius, I think, brought about a much more lighthearted energy, a much more uplifting spirit, and kind of almost like that feeling of hope and like a lightness after many months of intense work, inner work. But we are also in eclipse season. So we had the lunar eclipse that just passed and now the solar eclipse in Sagittarius, which is a massive, how would I describe this? A quantum leap into your new life chapter. You can think of it this way. So listening to your intuition will be super important. There's an opening to really lean into that 
new state of mind and expand and embrace anew with more movement, with more fluidity. So think about all these things that you've worked through that we talked about that you're now stepping towards with really that desire for change. And in short, without going too much into it, because I talk about it in the post, Sagittarius is, and take it from someone who's got a stellium and Sagittarius and most of my planets, as a matter of fact, in Sagittarius, I'm the embodiment of Sagittarius. It really is about more of a positive outlook. Sagittarius is the seeker, the seeker of new experiences, of new perspectives constantly. And trust me, this feeling never dies. Um, Honestly, I know Sagittarius people with a lot of Sagittarius presence in their chart that still behave like teenagers at age 60. Um, And they never stop trying to expand and look for meaning everywhere there is meaning to be found. So it really is about taking all those learnings. That is really the exercise for everyone, even if you're not a Sagittarius or if you do have Sagittarius in your chart, try to see where it is. And that can be considered your portal that's been opened and you're leveling up to the new to the new level of this area of your life. And it's a very strong and powerful energy that I think will activate almost like an awakening. So really look where Sagittarius falls in your chart, in what house and in sort of what aspect. And you can expect big changes, revelations, and pain pay attention to your intuition. Like I said, um, listen to your intuition, pay attention to what that little voice inside you is telling you, which direction it's pointing you in. And it's going to be guiding you into this new chapter. Like I said, I put it the new life chapter. Then on December 17th, we've got um, Saturn entering Aquarius. It will remain in this position for two and a half years. Saturn, as you all know, is a slow planet. We talk on this podcast often about the Saturn return. Funnily enough, my Saturn is in Aquarius and my Saturn return is not due until next year. So that's going to be interesting. I think that will coincide for me, for instance, with where Saturn will actually be both in my natal chart, but also at that time of my Saturn return in Aquarius um, over the next two and a half years. So at the same time, and this placement is kind of pointing to karmic lessons and themes will be working with over the the coming years. So we have a very strong presence of Uh, the Aquarius positioning. I'm going to touch on this in a second, but later on in December, so towards the um, kind of tail end of Sagittarius season, we also have Jupiter and Saturn both leaving Capricorn to enter, like I said just now, Aquarius. So this applies also to Jupiter. And the positioning um Jupiter in itself really moves signs every year, but Saturn, like I just described, only does so every two and a half years. So the fact that both of these social planets switch signs around the same time says there are amazing, amazing big changes coming for us, for for the collective. 
And we're going to see a lot of that. On December 21st, we are also going to, well, 21st to 22nd, depending where you are in the world, we'll experience the great conjunction between these two planets. So you may have seen the great, a lot of posts definitely on social media at the moment about the great conjunct and the solstice, something that happens only once every 20 years. And it usually always, because astrology doesn't predict, it looks to the patterns in the past, usually signifies historic change. So it's shifting this great conjunct and these two planets, so Jupiter and Saturn are shifting into an air sign aligning with Aquarius and this not only happens every 20 years but it kickstarts a new 200 year cycle that is destined to almost bring about this age of Aquarius if you've watched hair please hit me up because we need to chat about that if you've watched hair the musical uh you would know the amazing song the age of Aquarius and it's really bringing those themes to our collective to our world the great conjunction is this alignment and it has always happened in an earth sign i was reading about actually it has for the past 200 years always happened in an earth sign and suddenly suddenly shifting now into aquarius so what is this telling us we're more than ready to turn over a new leaf and to help us do that do that this month will be sitting through these two eclipses so we had the eclipse of the moon on november 29th and the total eclipse of the sun that i just spoke about which is coming up on december 14th and eclipses in general eclipse season is again bringing about very intense energy but it's a way for the universe to create change in our life they open and close doors like i've discussed on instagram um, during the first eclipse on on the on november 29th they open and close doors. So while lunar eclipses are a lot about endings and really shutting stuff out, out of your life that no longer is aligned with you, that no longer serves you, the solar eclipse, and particularly this one, because it is in fun-loving Sagittarius, is going to open that new door and really open your eyes, if you will, that to that new perspective that you will have on life. So a lot of cosmic change coming about. I cannot wait to be sharing more about this. I think you guys really like it because I asked you on Instagram and you said you really enjoy a little bit of looking towards the stars and talking about what is going on with the planets. So I'll be sharing that on Instagram. Make sure to follow me. If you did enjoy this podcast, this episode is a little bit different, of course, but you can go back and listen to all the episodes of season two that, are, that have been out so far, maybe even as far as season one, because I, if I do remember correctly, I opened season one with my first guest talking about 2020 energy and the prediction almost in 2020. And she said some really mind-blowing things that I don't want to say she predicted, but she did. And there's quite a lot of content there, so you can go back and have a listen. And all I can say is if you did enjoy this episode or any of the others, please screenshot it, share it on your stories. I love to repost you guys and to connect and hear about what you think. 
about the different episodes of the themes that we talk about on the podcast and review subscribe leave me a comment leave me five stars and let me know the things that you are most interested about i am still compiling content for next year so it would be great to get some of your feedback some of your ideas on what themes you would like to explore what kind of people you would want me to bring on the podcast to discuss different things i am very open to this so yeah that's it for me i've been rambling quite a lot you can tell i enjoy these solo episodes lots of love to everyone sending you love and light and ahead of a magical magical season wherever you are in the world stay strong stay positive and keep glowing till next time